Hello, everyone. This is Sandra Radvanoski, and you are listening to the CBH Podcast. Yes. Oh, good morning. All right. All right. Good morning. Monday, March 21st. That's enough of that. Uh, I'm in New York. No rest for the weary. I had a good week home, great week home actually, and um, uh, it was very odd to be getting on a plane yesterday. You're like, this is actually happening. I'm actually leaving again. It's always like you're in some kind of disbelief. My suitcases never went away. They just stayed out. <clears throat> and I just kind of switched out some cooler things for some warmer things. That was it. And uh, back at it. And now I find myself... Um, in a beautiful Manhattan apartment. Now, those are words you rarely say. I'm in a fancy building. Um, I'm on uh, Central Park South. I actually have a view of the park. I don't know how I scored this. I, this must cost a lot more than I think. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's the first day of school, as we like to say in this business. We call it the first day of school. You know, the first day that everybody gets together and you sing through it or start to stage it or whatever, but it's hardly the first day of school. We're not going to have the maestro. Uh, we're definitely not going to have the baritone. And, you know, there's some other <laughs> fuckery going on the schedule. I'm, I'm surely not allowed to say anything, but I, there's, <laughs> I think there's going to be a, a few more changes before this is done. <laughs> um, uh, you know, this is um, this is a remount of something that already opened this year, and so to that end, oftentimes it gets neglected a bit. It's kind of like let's throw it back up, even though you know the four major, uh, five major singers in the show are all coming to it new. Uh, it's just sort of given a <laughs> a two week, uh, you know, the, the the once over. Let's give it the once over. <laughs> Um, and, and so there's, there's not a ton of rehearsal time. So this will be interesting, but it's a pretty straightforward figure. Oh, you know, lots of, um, lots of breaking the fourth wall, lots of elbowing, lots of speaking out of the side of your mouth, kind of old school Mozart, which I like, I like that stuff. I like the, um, the traditional readings of, of, uh, opera comique and, um, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while for me and this guy. Ten years since I sang Figaro last. Ten years. And I was worried. I, was, I thought, oh, ten years. Maybe it's still not in your head, you know. And I, I pulled up my score and I started going through it. And it really didn't take but five minutes before I realized it was all in there. Which is astounding when you think about it. Uh, it's been ten years since I opened that score. Literally 10 years. It was 2012 in Perm, Russia, where I made a recording and, and did a production. And um, uh, that was the last time I opened it. And so here, here I was, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, just kind of like, let's check the memory just in case we got to do some real work on it. And it was all right there. Long-term memory is, is an amazing thing. And, and learning these scores, um, you just think, I don't know, you know, the brain is an amazing thing. And so to think that there's like this little space up in your head where this exists, and if you just sort of trigger the right spot, it's all going to be right there, and, and it was, and that's, um, that's amazing. Let's see what happens today. <coughs> Excuse me. I never, start, I never start coughing until I start talking in the morning. 
I do think all of the COVID is out of me. Uh, this has been... Um, it's been three and a half weeks now since I got it, right? I think that's right. Almost four weeks. And it's sort of amazing that it's just kind of lingering and still in there. Um, um... You know, it's time. It's time to be done with it. I'm. T- I, I'm. I'm just sick of it. But I did find out something amazing. I get to skip all testing while working at the Met. Now at the Met, they're testing three times a week, but it's the spit test. It's the um, which is a lot better than the brain tickle test. Um, but people are delivering <laughs> vials of spit to drop boxes around the Opera House three times a week, and I get to skip it completely exempt from this testing, which is amazing. But nothing has made me feel more um, uh, 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 free, you know? Like, oh, they're so sure I can't get this in the next 90 days. I don't have to do one test, uh, which is um, awesome. I'm going to restaurants. I'm going out. <laughs> no more hiding. It was depressing. Oh, I, As soon as I... <clears throat> Excuse me. As soon as I landed in Dulles and um, got through, um, no, I fast-tracked my way through immigration. I have something called global entry. I'm sure you a lot of, a lot of people know about it, but um, you just skip everything. It's awesome. And um, got through, and you know the, the guy, you have to hand the guy the little piece of paper with your picture on it after, the, after you go through the global entry computer kiosk and and he says, welcome home. And that's just the nicest thing you can hear, honestly. It's just the nicest thing they could say to you in that moment. And I really, I was ready to be home. Uh, six of the last 12 months spent in, in France. And um, it's too much. It's just too much. You know, we did what we had to do. It was post-COVID. It was time to work. It was time to have jobs. Um, you know, and all those reasons. But I, I just... Um, I was just happy to hear English, really. <laughs> Not that I didn't hear English in France all the time, but it, I mean, you know, it just hits your ears different when you're home. It's, that's probably a silly thing to say, but um, that was the truth of it. But yeah, no rest for the weary. Right back into it. We're going into figure rehearsal, and we're going to go fast and hard. And I'm, I uh, sent a message up to the opera house, and I said, look, how about some Rake's Progress coachings while I'm here? Boom. Done. Right away. Uh, which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, time keeps on slipping into the future here. (laughs) And, um, uh, in two weeks, two weeks, yeah, I'm going to present the Opera News Award to my buddy Quinn. And, uh, that's something I'm feeling very privileged to do. And then at the same time, I think I'm by far the best guy, uh, who, who could do this. And my buddy's worried that I'm going to break his balls, but I'm really not. And um, <clears throat> it would be it would be me to do that, but uh, that's not that's not what that's there for. I mean, maybe one shot. You know, I'll give him one shot. You know, he can be an easy target at times. <laughs> but uh, you know, I have to come up with a speech, and I and I have done it. I mean, I've done my speech, but um, there's a there's kind of like a timing issue on it, and so I've been recording it, and listening and ba- listening back to myself, and I and I practiced it a few times at home and. And I think it's in really um, good shape, but sort of have to like hit these postmarks uh, because they're they're having like a video montage that they sort of want seamlessly uh, riding into that. And um, uh, it's going to be a great night and something well deserved for my buddy Quinn. 
and um, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that I was asked and get to be a part of it, and it looks like it's going to be a fun night. And Elsa Vanden Heever is going to get a, an award, and so is Denise Graves, and that's um, those are two of my favorite people too. And uh, anybody who's met Elsa, she's just one of those people. She's one of those people. You meet her and you fall in love with her. It does not matter if you're a man or a woman. Everybody who meets Elsa Vandenheever falls in love with her. I, it's like, it's like the sweet accent accompanied with the sweetest human being, and then a very, very welcoming smile. And she's a toucher. <laughs> and we, you know, we have to go to like, we have to go to like classes at the Met um, about um, uh, intimacy coaching, um, uh, intimacy. <clears throat> What are they calling it? It's, it's like a class. And everybody walks in the building has to go do this class, and, and you have to learn um, what's okay and what's not okay. We're living in 2022, and people getting fired for all sorts of stuff, and so we, <laughs> we have to firmly establish uh, what is okay and what isn't okay. And, and uh, Elsa's one of these people that's just going to get in trouble <laughs> because she's, if she's within arm reach, she, she puts her hand on you, on your shoulder, on your arm. You know, she's just like a, uh, like a just a... A toucher is the wrong word because that sounds like it's unwanted because it's very wanted. She's one of those great people that just sort of like needs to feel close to people. And, and um, oh, it's just a joy to be around somebody like that. We're going to have to have a permission slip, of course, you know, <laughs> because of the time we live in. Mm. I know things have come a long way and, and these steps are necessary. You know, I've got my own um, awful story from, from being a young artist about, about a lot of that. And, um, you know, there was... There was no, um, uh, there was no, we didn't see recourse. And I say we because there were three of us that were affected by this uh, director back then. And, and um, we didn't feel that, that we would have been taken care of at the time. And that's just the truth. That's the, uh, the, the truth of it. You know, we, we had an issue, you know, not without going into some major details. Maybe I will some other time um, if, if one of the other people were present, but... Um, just a very, uh, uh, sexually aggressive director, um, inside and outside of the opera house, sort of privately contacting, but also in at work too. And it was just, it was wildly, wildly inappropriate. And at the time, 2000, blah, 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 early two thousands, um, we didn't see or didn't feel, uh, that we had a, we had a place to say it out loud. And um, we we thought we'd be the ones removed from the room. We never thought the director would be removed, n- not for one second. And we didn't even know where to begin, uh, you know, uh, on, on who to speak to. And this and uh, you know this was as predatory and as illegal as it gets. Uh, but at the time, you know, we were young. We just wanted to work. We just wanted to stay in the room. We didn't want to. We didn't want to cause problems. And probably he knew that and took advantage of it. And. Um, um, you know, that's, that's my small little, uh, experience with this. And I can only imagine what a lot of the girls have had to go through over the years, really. Like I'm, I'm, I have a, I think I have a small glimpse into what a lot of them have had to deal with. And, and uh, frankly, these, these classes and these, um, uh, sensitivity training and all that stuff that we, that we have to think about and do and have protocol for and have, uh, you know, official pieces of paper, this is okay, this is not okay. Uh, it's just necessary. I think it's necessary to, like, restart um, a lot of that. And and we can find our our um, way again. You know, maybe this is, like, probably an extreme fix, but that's sort of what was necessary after what had been going on for 
surely thousands of years. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, if you know your audience and you know who you're with and you see an old friend, you're going to happily give them a hug, of course. But if it's somebody you don't know and you need to touch them in the show, probably we should have a discussion about it beforehand. And it's not, I'm not, I'm not like super righteous in saying I always did that, but I always did that. Uh, especially if I didn't know the singer. I, I remember early on there, I had a scene with a dancer and I had to grab this dancer and, and, uh, like plant like a gross, a uh, drunk guy kiss on her, you know, in a big scene, this huge scene that was going on, and I needed to grab this girl and, like, you know, like gross kiss her. And um, I didn't know this girl. She didn't know me. You know, dancers are definitely on the lowest part of the totem pole in the opera room, and so no, I don't even think that the director even considered that she might or might not be comfortable with this. Didn't even ask her. Just said, all right. Now, Christian, what you're going to do is you're going to go over and grab her and plant like a nasty kiss on her and then move over here. And then, you know, he's just sort of like directing this whole big uh, macabre scene. And and I just talked to the girl. I said, are you okay with that? Is that okay? And she goes, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem. But, but you know, but the director at the time, you know, this is 10 years ago, uh, um, didn't think to ask her if that was okay. He didn't think to ask me if that was okay. He just said, do it, w- you know, which is, which is a director's job. Um, but, but I do think that, um, um, it's good. It's a good thing now that we say, is that okay with you? Is that okay? You know, what is too far? What, you know, if I grab you like this or, you know, just sort of like talk through it so that everybody feels comfortable with what's happening. And if we're not comfortable, we don't do it simply, you know, just like we just don't do it. We do something else or we go with somebody who is comfortable with it or what, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, but I, I do. I feel like I always did that, especially if I didn't know the person. You know, I don't. <laughs> I've seen me in the mirror. It's not like you just. It's not like everybody's just dying for me to come plant some gross kiss on them. Like you, everybody, you should check. We should check with everybody in the room. <laughs> that was a long time ago, and she was a total pro, and 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 um, had no took no issue and had no issue and, and, and knew what it was and we did it and it was never, you know, we didn't, we didn't need to talk about it again. Um, uh, but more, more recently, um, in Paris during the Faust, there was a simulated rape and, um, the, the singer, uh, involved was having a bit of a panic attack about it. And, um, uh, the director was, was, uh, sensitive to it, but also, um, impatient, uh, with it. And, and wasn't quite ready to like talk about it was more just like it's happening or it's not happening, you know, like now, no, it, you know, like get through it now, which wasn't great. Uh, and, and it just seemed like it just needed to be spoken about like, okay, if we do this, is that okay? Is this okay? What, how, you know, how do you think it should go? It, can it be done? Can you survive? You know, like a, there were a lot of, um, once we had a five minute discussion, it went great. And we achieved what the artistic vision was, and we didn't make anybody have a panic attack. <laughs> oh, man. After my turbulent flight home the other day, I'm acutely aware of what a panic attack feels like. And uh, it just feels like you're, <laughs> you're going to pass out because you can't catch your breath. And um, you, you, <laughs> your mind is racing to the point where you're not making uh, good decisions, and and uh, you know anybody who's having or says the word panic attack, I'm <laughs> I'm going to be very um, sensitive to that in the moment because it it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. 
I know a lot of us are dealing with that. <laughs> you know, you'd think you'd have a panic attack when you were young and, and, um, and nervous to be in the room. It happens way more now when I'm older. I thought anxiety was supposed to get better as you get older. I think it just changes. Normally, I would be very nervous today because it's the, like I said, first day of school, but I'm just not even nervous at all, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Title character at the Met, no big deal. I'm not, like, I'm not sweating this even one bit, and uh, we're just going to go do the show, but, I, but, <laughs> you know, but, there, but you can get anxious about other things, you know, like, <laughs> surely they're going to want me to shave, and I'm just not a handsome guy without my beard. I'm convinced of it. This doesn't improve when you shave. I'm going to I'm going to fight this one. I'm going to try. Uh the guy in the original uh, in the original production had like a like a pencil mustache. <laughs> Which looked cool on him, but I can't imagine walking around New York with one of these things all the time, but maybe I can. There's a lot of assholes in New York. <laughs> I'm going to fight it. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe cuz we're just throwing it back up, which is exactly how this feels like just put the show back on its feet quick. And, um, uh, uh, you know, maybe because we're doing that, somebody will take pity on me and not make me shave. That's what I'm having anxiety about. All right. No maestro, no baritone. <laughs> Other names missing from the lists. Uh, let's go have our first day of school, everybody. And then a two-hour fitting. I love you for listening. But you knew that, didn't you? Monday, March 21st, the CVH Podcast. Everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Thursday. All right, bye.